0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right, welcome back to BetQLU here on the BetQL Network. I'm John Martin here with my man, R.J. Choppy. It is our first uh, our first voyage without our friend Chris Mack. We will uh, we will persevere though. Do not worry. You Got a big college basketball weekend here going on. Um, let's talk a little bit though, RJ, about Kentucky. We started the show talking about Kentucky. It feels like a good place to you know kind of bookend it. Their next game is on the road at Arkansas. Uh, that's going to be around Kentucky minus five on the Ken Pond projection. We know it's going to be very close to that um, with an over under of 169. <laughs> 169. Uh, so God. not a lot of defense. Defense clearly optional no. in this one. Um, but, totally optional. Is this, a, is this a bounce back spot for Kentucky given how bad, even at home, Arkansas has been this year?
0: Man, I'll tell you, when we uh we write the book on the 23-24 college basketball season, Arkansas at home is going to be – it needs its own chapter. Yeah. It, it really does. Like, Arkansas doesn't lose to South Carolina by double digits at home. Yeah. Um, you, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they don't do that. They don't lose to Oklahoma at home. They're getting run by some of these teams. And they got run by Duke at home, man. Doesn't South happen. Carolina. So like, uh-huh. So, yeah, like that. I, I would like to say it's a bounce back or, or, or kind of a game that that, that that we can look at for Kentucky because it is a tough place to play. Yep. But this year, I don't think it holds the same weight. I think for Kentucky, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, they've got a couple of games uh, left on their schedule that are big-time basketball games. And and those are the ones they need to point to. You know they got to go on the road uh, to Tennessee to end the year. They've got a game at Tennessee at home. They got to go to Auburn. They still got to play Bama. Uh, Mississippi State on the road is not going to be a cakewalk. There are other games that are out there. Um, do they play? Z- they play the Zags too, I think coming up. So mm. they, they got a random like February non-conference mm. game against Gonzaga. Yep. So. They've got games out there that that I think will uh you know will tell us more.
1: Yeah, look, I think on the in the case of Arkansas and 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 we know that Muss has had you know a lot of success, you know, he's been to, you know, Sweet 16s, he's been in the second weekend. I think in the case of Arkansas, it's 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 probably a cautionary tale. Memphis a little bit too. You know, those seem like two pretty high profile instances where when you you know yes use a transfer portal right like it's everybody does if you don't you're going to be left behind but you got to vet and make sure that it all fits together you know because i know memphis brought in nine new guys and it looks like sometimes that it works arkansas brought in a bunch of new guys as well and it just Mm -hmm. isn't coming together like you know they only really brought one guy in that i would say is like a, a winning player and that's Tramon Mark, but, you know, Khalif Battle, L. Ellis, Jeremiah Davenport, you know, Keon Minifield, Chandler Lawson, you're bringing in a bunch of guys who, you know, does it fit? Does it, does it all come together? And it's like, again, the, the all these guys in a vacuum, individually, you take them, they're talented, but I think it's one of those things where you can have a talented transfer portal group But you got to make sure that it's cohesive. And I think that right now, RJ, is why, you know, you always used to be able to count on Arkansas being unbelievable at home. You can not go into Bud Walton and expect to leave with a win. If it's not cohesive and it doesn't come together, this is what it can look like.
0: Yep, absolutely. And you're not going to hit on every portal guy. Even if the guys are good players, you know, you're not going to hit on them. Um, You know, I'll just use my school Tennessee as an example. I mean, they hit on Connect. They didn't hit on Jordan Ganey. And yep. he was supposed to be the sharpshooter, and he can't really shoot. And I think that's the problem with the portal in, in, in the in the in, in the situation with Arkansas. You know, Bud Walton was a nightmare place to go to, and I wonder when you start getting into mercenary territory, if the same thing applies, um, where you don't have guys who are buying into the school; they're just buying into the NIL. And I think that's that's part of the issue. Um, it may not be the only issue, but also look—I mean—you got to hit on these guys and they got to be able to play together. This isn't this isn't uh, fantasy football here. You can't just throw five guys on the floor and make them all work together. I mean, you've got to have guys you know, that can actually work together. That's where the coach comes into play.
1: Well, uh, here's the thing. It's different than a recruiting class that's a freshman, for example, because I think there's a real camaraderie when you come in to a place together and you're building and you're the same, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're like, oh, we're coming in at the same time. We have three, four years to do this thing. You know, let's build. It's not the same because one guy might be on his last year. One guy might want to get to the NBA next year. Like you just have – you have different timelines, different expectations, and you don't really necessarily know how that's going to look until it gets – until it all comes, you know, and gets on campus. But it's a cautionary tale, man, that, you know, just because you have five talented players that you're getting from the transfer portal, bro, assume nothing because – Right. You know – it it, it could be ugly
0: prior to uh the influx of one and duns remember there was a rule where they had like you could only get like five scholarships over 3 years or something like that and, and you know you, you can only sign like five guys over a couple years stretch let's go yeah. back to the 90s and you would you would see these the you know, the you yeah know, the fab 5 uh you know carolina one year they had like uh wallace and stackhouse Come in at the same yep. time, and it uh, like it. They, they were they were tremendous for that two year stretch that they were there. But like it was okay. Here they come. They're coming in, man. And then it's Carter and Jameson. Here they go. They're coming in, and you don't yep. have that necessarily anymore. Now you've got to admit you got you got a fifth year senior, and this guy's a, a sophomore. Oh, and look, here comes the COVID seventh year player, and they're just coming from all yeah. over the place, and they're hitting you, and they don't always work together.
1: Nope. It's, it's something to monitor. Now, the COVID years are going to go away, but uh, the transporter we know is not. So this is going to be a theme in college sports uh, forever now. No question is this about the last it. Year? All right, is this, this the last
0: COVID year? Is this the last COVID year? year? Or we got is one more? Like, I
1: think, yeah, I think so. I have to believe so because COVID was four years ago. So, I mean, I would think there's, but there might be like, you know, a sophomore or, you know, I, I there might be like one more year after this, but it's yeah. coming to an end. Uh, very soon. All right. Here's what we're gonna we're gonna start doing this at the end of every show now as we're getting into you know closer and closer into March. We're gonna start handing out some futures. Uh, all futures courtesy of BetMGM, of course. And we're gonna track these things. I'll get it going, RJ, and I will give out. And I think there's actually still really good value on this. FAU even money to win the AAC. They have kind of played around a little bit. And they're currently, I believe, second in the AAC behind Charlotte. That's not sustainable, okay? FAU is about to start fattening up on all these teams. They're bringing back everybody. We know that. Um, I, I just think they're too good. They're, they, 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 they've beaten Arizona. They've got they've beaten Texas A&M. You know, uh, they played a tough schedule. The AAC is no match for them. And so I think they're going to start stacking up some wins. And at even money, I believe they're a really good bet to win the whole entire league, so I'll go with FAU plus uh, even money uh, at, at, at plus one hundred uh, to win the AAC. All
0: right, uh, I'm going to do uh, another regular season uh, future. I'll do Kentucky seven to one to win the SEC uh, to win their conference. Uh, right now, they are four and two. Auburn leads at five and zero. They still play Auburn. They still play Tennessee yep. twice. They can knock those yep. guys off. Auburn is going to have at least one more loss in conference, probably two. Uh, they're still going to have to play Tennessee, BAM, and all that stuff. So I'm going to take Kentucky at 7-1. to one. I think that's, that's as good of a number as you're going to find on a quality team.
1: Yeah, no, I like it. I, I do. I will say this. I, I, and I know we've talked about it before. I, I do love Auburn. I love Auburn's team. I love the way they're composed. Now, I don't know if they're going to win the SEC or not, but you know, when you start talking about you know deep into the uh, deep into the Insel Bay tournament, that's a team, right? Because I think this is a good time if you're like betting on this stuff. I think now is really a good time to compile some data, watch some teams. Say okay. You know, maybe Kentucky did lose to South Carolina and maybe that's going to sour some people, I don't know. But I'm just using them as an example. I might want to get involved with the BYU. I know they lost to Houston last night at home, but BYU might be a good long shot. You know, now is the time, you know, and and, and for me, Auburn's Auburn's complete, you know. I mean, I just I love everything yeah. they're about. I'm scared of their know, schedule in terms of the deep run.
0: Their schedule has scared me to this this point. I mean, they are they're right. like outside the top one hundred fifty and straight the schedule. They're they they to have their record and still be a four seed uh on some of the projections on these bracketologies. They're still a four seed, and to have their record it's pretty low. Uh it tells me that you're not, you know, playing the uh the best you haven't had the best competition. They don't have a quad one win at all this year. They're 0 2. Uh so they're they their their resume scares me. But I think yep. they're a good team. You know, we're not surprised that they made a little bit of a run.
1: I think they will. I mean, he, you know, he uh, Bruce Pearl's already made a Final Four, you know, at Auburn. So, you know, he's been there, he's done it. I will say this: I am just looking at the national championship futures here. It, it, it's it's relatively shocking to me, and what a testament it is to to the <laughs> to the pedigree of Tom Izzo. But Michigan State, despite the fact that they are unranked, and despite the fact that they have lost so many times already this year, they are still forty to one to win it all that's better for example than FAU who is ranked it's better than Oklahoma it's better than Villanova it's better than a lot of teams um and I don't know what Michigan State I mean obviously they still have work to do but you know that was RJ a top five team when the season started and I know it it got off to a hellacious start losing to James Madison but you know I, I I almost like I almost wonder you know how much of that was just a, a dreadful start, and they're going to correct it? Like this is still a preseason top five team. Am I crazy not to take forty to one right now?
0: Oh no! If you can get yourself a team that was that that, that is highly thought of, you absolutely take it. Because I mean, they've yeah they've got some work to do, but their net rating's pretty good, man. I mean, they're top twenty or top twenty five. Um, they're going to wind up sneaking in if it's between them and Mississippi State. If it's between them and Cincinnati, you know, if it's between right. them and right. uh, uh, exactly. Colorado, they're probably yep. going to get the benefit of the doubt. So I think they're going to sneak right. in. That's right. So if you get them in there, and what happens? If they're in that play-in game, if they're in Dayton, somebody from Dayton always makes a run. It almost yep. always happens. I think it's not a bad That's bet. Right.
1: Yep, it's something definitely to monitor. Uh, Michigan State is still hanging around at 40-1. to 1. That, that kind of says it all, despite the fact that they are still uh, on the outside looking in and unranked. Uh, there's a lot of respect for Tom Izzo and those Michigan State Spartans. All right, that's going to do it for us on this edition of BetQLU. You appreciate you guys hanging with us and making a small part of your day. Uh, we'll, be, of course, be back next week talking all things college basketball as the season progresses. For RJ Choppy, I'm John Martin. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. We'll catch you next week.